So if uh, someone gives you $30 million, what obligation do you have to be nice to that person? <laughs> 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. In the case of Matt Ryan, apparently uh, not much. Um, Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey today. Kev's here. So Matt Ryan was the quarterback for part of last year for the Colts. And if you're Sometimes we very rarely do sports on this show, but if we do, it's because it has a, a regional or societal impact, usually that extends beyond sports. And in this case, I thought the comments by Matt Ryan would spark an interesting conversation. Matt Ryan was the longtime quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. He had played in a Super Bowl. He was uh, he's towards the end of his career. He still hasn't technically retired yet. And the Colts last year, many of you will remember, after Carson Wentz felt that they were a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl caliber team. They went out and got Matt Ryan. Clearly was a lot more than the quarterback. It was a complete disaster. They went four and whatever it was, four and 13 last year. And it was a total dumpster fire. And Ryan got hurt in the middle of the season. They took him out. And he was asked by, I believe this was the athletic, to describe uh, his time there in Indianapolis, here in Indianapolis. And I'm going to read the quote. I'm going to say hit instead of the word that I can't say that would get us in trouble with our governing body in Washington, D.C. Quote, I mean, it was a hit show, you know. It was a hit show of 18 months is basically the best way to describe it. Uh, They went on to say, but I think everybody in our family handled it well and came out of it stronger and a really good sport and in a really good spot. Um... They gave you $30 million if you're Matt Ryan, which is what, according to Over the Cap, Matt Ryan made last year in the National Football League. Were the Colts a dumpster fire? Yeah. But if someone gives you $30 million and you left in one piece, you weren't held against your will, you chose to come here, you kind of had to know when you were coming to the Colts what you were getting into, and if you do any history on this organization unless they have the best quarterback in the league or one of them and Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck is their quarterback how the Colts have just been a dumpster fire they're 40 nearly 40 years here would you be surprised what you were walking into what obligation if someone hands you 30 million dollars do you when you leave have to at the very least just keep your mouth shut we live in a very upfront society when it comes to business uh the only obligation one has to be nice is if there is an nda on the table a non-disclosure agreement that's why those things exist for when the people whom do not uh, like doing business with each other or a variety of other the reasons then do not have to disclose that fact after de- doing business so i mean look if the colts wanted him to stay silent they could have done an nda they didn't but that is a byproduct sometimes of doing business with people you don't like you don't you don't have to be nice uh, but There's and, no no obligation and by the way i was incorrect on the actual uh salary and i'm uh terribly sorry according to the uh lower or higher uh well the nfl's a little hard to judge because there's cap hits there's bonuses there's the the falcons i think picked up part of his deal last year according to over the cap it was thirty six million seven hundred and five thousand eight hundred eighty two dollars now i don't know if the colts pay it's again it's if anybody familiar with the nfl is familiar it's like you got to have a phd in rocket science and physics and mathematics to figure it out so but let's just say for that it may be slightly more slightly less um 
he's right about that organization. And I thought the other okay. reason I wanted to do a segment on this is because that organization, sort of when they had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, the majority of the time has been a franchise that has like failed to make the playoffs. They have failed to be competitive. The you know you think about the days of Jeff George and uh, you know all of that, and then obviously the past five years have been a complete train wreck for the most part. And yet these are the people that we societally handed over a billion dollars in tax increases, primarily on poor and middle class people so that their billionaire owner could have a free stadium. And I think part of it is another example that when you don't have to pay for your own stuff, it's easier to not succeed. Now, I don't doubt that Jim Ursay probably wants to win, but Jim Ursay, for a guy who wants to win, does a lot of really goofy, squirrely stuff. And again, unless he has one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league or in the case of Peyton Manning in the history of the NFL at his disposal, He's not been very effective in terms of winning, but he doesn't. He can't lose money. You'll be much more capable of answering this question than I am. But is the premature firing of Peyton Manning analogous to our curse of the Bambino? Will <laughs> it be remembered that way? Well, look, you got Andrew Luck, and obviously he went out a disaster. Yeah, and he under, was a stinker. Well, uh, under a cloud of suspicion. Now, he was great while he was here, and he was playing, and those first three years were phenomenal. Was he Super Bowl great, though? Well, but it's easy when a guy has, uh, you know, a serious neck injury at 30 whatever Peyton Manning is to say hey we got to move on off that we've got a chance to get the number one pick this guy is a transformational talent I'm not so much mad about that what I get upset about I mean but Peyton went on to win another Super Bowl he did he did but again it's not like the guy boy the guy had a Super Bowl year and he was phenomenal he missed the entire season and he had a serious neck injury should they have kept him in hindsight yes I'm not mad about hindsight what I get upset about though is when and you hear these sorts of descriptions from people who leave the Colts it seems like quite a bit that it is this poorly run organization. And then I sit back and go, but they don't have to be well run because they can't lose money because their primary asset, which if you look at a National Football League team, other than the franchise itself, their primary asset is the stadium in which they play is paid for by somebody else. There's no way... Jim Ursay would be able to make money without the protections that come in and are associated with the National Football League and without lawmakers who forced people like us to pay higher taxes for him to have a free stadium. Ethan, when you got your properties that you manage today, yeah. did you have to buy them? Yes. The business that you now run, did you have to buy it? Yes. You you were not just handed by lawmakers. Lawmakers did not just go, let's tax Kevin more so Ethan can have a free house to rent to people, right? But Rob, if we don't hand them millions of dollars of taxpayer money, then surely some other city will, and then we're going to have a major sports team in like Toledo, Ohio, or Martinsville, the Martinsville Colts. <laughs> That's always the argument, right? Is I mean, we're still paying, or at least very recently, I think we still are paying on the Hoosier Dome, and now... We're going to be paying on Lucas Oil Stadium forever. And the same argument can be had with the Simon family who owns the Pacers. They're gajillionaires. And yet we spend tens of millions of taxpayer dollars just very recently to do major renovations to Cambridge Field House. Why are we, and I never can get a clear answer for this. Why are we, why do I, someone who does not live in Indianapolis, I'm a Bears fan. 
Now, I have to root for the Colts by force because I've got a financial interest in them having playoff games and people being downtown. But why am I, someone who doesn't even live in the county in which the Colts play, forced to pay higher taxes so that Jim Ursay, who is a billionaire, can have a free stadium handed to him? I have never heard, I've always heard the argument at the beginning goes, well, having Lucas Oil Stadium is going to attract people to this and to that. People are not staying in hotels on the regular in Brownsburg, Indiana, or Greenwood, Indiana, or uh, Fishers, Indiana, because they're doing something at Lucas Oil Stadium. You know where those people are staying? They're staying in the greater Indianapolis area. So even that ridiculous argument, well, you should want to pay higher taxes. It'll help economic development. Not for me. It's not doing anything for me. And yet every time I buy a sandwich or a soda, hey, Tax up, buddy. Here's your Jim Irsay tax. 